Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. My guest on the podcast today is a top mortgage broker who actually I was introduced to on the Primus call. So Faye from Tranquility Financial Services spoke about how she uses social media and branding to gain clients during the first lockdown, which of course got me interested because we launched the business in exactly the same time. I was drawn in by Faye's passion for using social to help her grab a business online. As you can probably imagine, setting up a business at any time is tough, but launching it in the the very first week of lockdown must have been like, oh my God, what the hell have I done? And we'll, we'll kind of get into that as well. But through ridiculous hard work and consistently uploaded branded content to social media, Faye's come out the other side with a very successful mortgage brokerage. So Faye, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. How are you getting on? Thank you for having me. Yeah, really good. How is business at the minute? Because I'm, I'm hearing that our rates have been pulled left, right and centre. Yeah, it's definitely hard to keep up at times and the lenders do like to keep us on our toes. Um, but yeah, being busy is better than not, I'd say. <laughs> Wasn't it? Did, did I hear something about a lender that pulled one within about three hours the other night? Yeah, so I think it was about two o'clock in the afternoon for changes at five o'clock or there or thereabouts, which is, yeah, doesn't give you much wiggle room, does it? <laughs> What do you do? Do you like, is it blind panic and think, oh my God, I need to get everybody's pay slips in, everybody's bank statements in? Yeah, it can be. I mean, I'm quite rigid in the sense that if I'm going to be doing something for a client, I get everything up front anyway, which puts me in a nice position to, you know, be prepared for all circumstances. But yeah, it could just be a case of thinking, what time have you got left? What can you, you know, physically do within that time scale and just doing the best you can, really? (laughs) And the customer's quite understanding at the minute or... I suppose they're they're a bit away from it aren't they they won't know yeah yeah so I think generally they can be quite understanding you know they know it's not you changing the interest rates and that you're doing everything you can to you know get what you need done done for them um so I'm quite lucky like a lot of my clients are just absolutely wonderful so very understanding yeah (laughs) oh great so it's so at the minute it's a bit stressful so the next half an hour you'll go back to your computer, you'll have like 20 emails and it'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to start off with getting a bit of a background, a bit of your history as to how you've got to where you are today with Tranquility. Yeah, so I've been in financial services since I was about 18. Um, I kind of left school early and sort of thought, what can I do to make a career for myself? And without any background research at all I sort of thought either estate agency or banking sounded quite good but I didn't drive at the time so naturally couldn't then go and be an estate agent um and then very shortly after began working for NatWest um doing sort of like some branch business banking and premier banking and never wanted to be a mortgage advisor I was so adamant and then bought my first place and it all of a sudden just clicked and I was like oh my God, this is actually really, really cool. I'd quite like to do this. Um, And went to work with an estate agency doing that for a couple of years before then leaving um, and, yeah, setting up Tranquility during lockdown. Oh, wow. What was it like that first first day that you were like, right, I've launched the business? And then how, how close was it to lockdown happening? Was it before? Was it after? 
Um, so it was it was once it had started I was on furlough for a little while and then got called back and that was kind of the point for me where I was like oh, this what where I was at that point just wasn't for me I always knew I loved the job but it was um, yeah Primus that sort of said to me you know why don't you do it self-employed and it was absolutely terrifying I still find it terrifying sometimes now because after you know being used to have a salary for so long and you know that sense of security just dropping everything and starting something brand new with no client bank no sort of specific you know lead referrals coming in and everything's on you it is it's a big jump to make yeah and sorry, I thought you'd set it up just at the beginning of lockdown. So you'd set it up further into, into lockdown. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a little while into it. It was during sort of the first stage of the whole pandemic and everything being closed, etc. Um, but it wasn't like from, from the get-go as such. So when we ask the strategy question then at the end of the podcast, you'll be pretty much a blueprint for exactly what you've done to launch this business then. Yep. <laughs> without even being able to go out anywhere, which is incredible. Yeah. That's been the power of social, isn't it? But we'll, we'll get into that shortly. But the mm -hmm. one story I'd like you to tell, because this is one I heard on Primus, is about how you got, and that's where you're based. You're based in the estate agency that we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, that's so, where I am at the minute. So you were talking about there was an estate agent and you were really hesitant to go and approach them to become their referral. Tell us the story, because mm -hmm. I love this one. <laughs> So um, it's an estate agent that has a few brands in sort of my my corner of Kent and they were setting up a new branch in the town where I am and I saw, you know, the, the director had put his number in the window like for staffing, etc. And I thought, oh, perfect, I'll save that and I'll give him a call because I, I knew they didn't have a mortgage advisor. Um, and then saved it for, I won't call now, I'll call like later on or and then bought the number off of my phone on a fair few occasions and sort of, you know, chickened out, um, used to walk past it and just think I need to get on with that. And then one day I saw him standing outside um, and was like, OK, this is, you know, the kick up the bum from the universe to say, just go and talk to him. Um, just sort of like walked into the branch, had a bit of a chit chat, um, explained, you know, who I was and what I was doing and that I'd like to, you know, help them with their mortgages. And within about 10, 15 minutes, that was agreed. Um, and we booked an appointment to sort of do all the paperwork. So, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Your heart's like going 10 to the dozen, I can imagine. Just mm -hmm. yeah. you walked over the road towards him and was thinking like, what the hell am I doing? What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I think half the battle with so many things, whether it's social media or doing that sort of thing, is overcoming that fear. Yeah. Because, you know, the worst someone can do is say no. The worst someone can do is, you know, not follow your page or not contact you for an appointment. And that's fine. But if you don't do it, you know, you'll never know what could happen and what could lead on from it. Yeah. And I think it's quite... I mean, I want, it to, I want people to hear that story because it's not all sunshine and rainbows, is it? It's not like you're going to get people come through social media or come through referrals. You do need to go out and get the business yourself. And that's exactly what you did. And I like that you say, I think it was probably about five times, you said you were going to call them and then you didn't. And it's it's nice to hear. And that's exactly what, after this training, I text Faye and I was like, Faye, I love your honesty. It's just, it's very raw. It's very, it's my business now. It's not, maybe if you're working for somebody else, it might have, it wouldn't have taken such precedence, but yeah. my business, I've got to go out there and get it from people. The other thing is for a lot of mortgage brokers, you could have easily sat there and thought, 
that estate agent's probably already got a mortgage broker that they refer to. So there's no point me having a chat. And you could have been sat there. You're in that office now. You could still be sat at home with 50% of the leads that you're getting right now anyway. So I just wanted people to hear that story because it like my ears really pricked up when I when I heard that. So yeah, no, and to be to be honest, on that as well, I had had a couple of conversations with estate agents prior to that where I'd done a bit of research you know, found them on social media or their websites and had a couple of chats that over the phone, because this was when you you pretty much weren't allowed to leave the house. Um, and it seemed like they'd gone well, but then either people hadn't got back to me or it hadn't quite worked out. So I think that as well added to the fear of then approaching the one where I am now. Um, but I do think it's important, like, you know, if something doesn't work out for whatever reason, or you do have a couple of knockbacks, just to keep going at it and to not let that stop you. Yeah, and that's exactly what you did. And look where you are now. Do you still contact other estate agents as well? Do you still try and get other other lead referrers? Yeah, so every so often I'll have a little look around or if there's new estate agents that pop up. This isn't the only one that feeds into me. I do have another one also. Um, it's at the moment balancing the amount of leads I have with the time I have. So I'm hoping to get some admin support later in the year, which will, you know, free things up a bit in terms of, you know, finding more business. But yeah, I just need to be careful of not overloading myself at the minute. <laughs> admin stuff, isn't it? It's It's one thing when we speak to brokers finding good quality trust and trustworthy admin staff that know the job is so hard to come by aren't they and they are the the bread and butter of the business they push everything forward don't they yeah definitely and give you the time to do those things like you know doing more applications finding more business making more connections so yeah it will have a huge impact i think once that time comes around and then perfectly leads into you'll have a lot more time to do social media then as well because you'll be <laughs> own, aren't you but my first question in this social media section of the podcast is just to bluntly ask you, how important is it to upload consistently to social? So important. So with social media, there's and it changes over time, but there's all these sort of like rules or algorithms as to, you know, what you're posting, when you're posting, the type of content as to, you know, how many people then see that. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, a lot of detail that you can go into, but the main thing is to keep it simple is just be consistent with your posting um so there's been times so for example earlier in the year where I just I just couldn't take on any more clients so I put a pause on the posting for a little bit and you know it's taken a good few weeks to get the social media where it was in terms of people interacting with the posts and people seeing them so you know even if it's just sort of like a couple of posts a week it doesn't have to be every day and um, I personally probably wouldn't do that as such anyway because I think you're then overloading people and I think you've mentioned that before as well mm -hmm. um, but yeah post or two a week and then keep that nice and consistent using things like the scheduling tools as well um, is is really really important with the social media. Quite interesting you said that so what you did is when you were really busy you kind of stopped posting because you, look, you just couldn't handle any more leads but it's not as if then say in a month's time you then start posting again you're not at the level in terms of social media engagement, then I it takes another few weeks to build it back up. It's not like a tap, turning it on and off. Is it with social media? You need to be consistent for a few weeks before you start seeing results. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what would you say, what percentage of leads come through your social at the minute? I would probably say overall, I mean, even with having the estate agents, it's still really weighted towards the social media. So maybe like 80%, I'd say. 
like if it wasn't for the social media I wouldn't really have a business to be quite honest with you <laughs> so you must get a lot of interaction through social media what what tools do you use you said using the scheduling tool but what tools do you use to manage comments manage messages what do you use so I have I do all my posts on Canva um which you know I know you post a lot on is something that's really great and easy to use and then I schedule through Buffer, um, but you can also use like the Facebook business suite, mm -hmm. which you can post like a couple of places on, and that ties in like messages from your Instagram and your Facebook together. So it's a bit more consolidated than thinking, oh God, I've got to check like all these different platforms for messages and inquiries. So I find, yeah, the business suite quite helpful. So that is a free tool that everybody can use because... I don't I haven't really pointed this out on social I say I use it quite a lot and somebody messaged me saying how much do you pay for that and I don't think I've really told people it's completely free it's it's called meta business suite now but Facebook business suite and what it does is I always call it Facebook business suite Facebook. <laughs> um, what it does is it collates all your messages all your comments from Facebook and Instagram in one place and there's an app for your phone as well so it's I mean, if I will talk about this all the time and I bang on about it consistently is always try and reply to people, always take your time because that person might never have commented on anything on social media. They've taken the fear and gone, right, I'm going to post something and they comment on your post, but then you don't reply to it. It's just do the decent thing and reply. That's what I would say. How often, I want to try and get across how often you spend do you spend every day, every kind of like every evening on social replying to people? How often do you spend doing it? So I tend to do sort of like first thing in the morning, like a little 10 minutes of just having a scroll through, not necessarily always only replying to my own comments, but interacting with like other pages and businesses as well, because then, you know, other places will start to comment on your things. And the more comments there are, that helps with the overall engagement as well. So you don't have to spend a long time, even if it's just like either at the start of the day or the very last thing that you do for five or 10 minutes, but just, yeah, doing it regularly is the key thing and it doesn't have to take up a lot of time so when you comment on other businesses stuff do you comment as Faye Jennings or do you comment as Tranquility yeah as Tranquility right so and sometimes I'll comment or if I've been to places I'll put a story and tag them in it you know there's lots of different ways that you can um, interact with other businesses or people See, I love that. So what Faye's talking about there is, say, there's a local butchers that you've maybe got some got something from and you drop a comment on saying, look, fantastic service. Not only does it show that you're integrated into that local community, because if, if somebody saw that you commented on Smith's Butchers and you had, um, they've seen your name tied to them, they might think there's an affinity between the two brands. It kind of positions you as a, as a local person, doesn't it? Yeah, so I actually specifically had a client um, who I've helped recently who said, oh, I saw you comment on X business and I really like it there. And then I saw your page and that's that's how that came about. So it really does work. Wow. And do you do that through the Meta Business app or do you do it through standard Facebook? Um, I when I'm sort of doing sort of like comments and interactions, I tend to do it through like the specific platform. So whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on Facebook directly. And what would you say is your favourite platform at the minute? What do you use most? Um, I post across Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram consistently. In terms of lead generation specifically, I'd say Facebook is certainly the biggest for me. Um, 
so I'll do a post on Facebook, like share it to my own personal feed. But then also there's lots of different local Facebook groups that I'll post on. So whether it's like Folkestone's residence group, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and sharing the post into them regularly, people will often comment or then see my page and follow it. And even if it's not necessarily, you know, an immediate client, I had somebody message me the other day to say that they'd been following me for a year, um, that they loved my page and they'd known for you know that time that when they found in their words their dream home that I would be the person to help them buy it which I just thought was absolutely wonderful that's that gives me goosebumps stuff like that because that's what we <laughs> talk about it's it's not just it's not just the quick wins with social it's not with anything if they see 10 of your billboards it's building that brand authority with them and that person you have they ever commented on any of your content have they liked anything did you know who they were um, I didn't know who that person was specifically. I'd seen them sort of like my post. I don't know if they've commented before, but yeah, certainly I'll have people that will message me similar things to say, you know, I found XYZ really helpful and it's posts I can see they've interacted with um, and they feel, you know, a lot more comfortable with the process through watching my social media and now feel ready to then, you know, take it to the next stage and have a chat. And, and they get to know you as a person. And we're going to speak about selfies shortly because you you do a lot of content of yourself and show who you are. And we'll get into that shortly. But when we're talking about post ideas, where do you get your inspiration from? Because that's something that a lot of people do struggle with. Yeah, so when I first started the business, I made a huge list and it wasn't detailed at all, literally bullet-pointed topics, whether it's like, help to buy, life insurance, all the different elements of what we do and what we can talk about or things that affect affordability, et cetera, listed them all out. And then I just pick things from that list every so often, use um, posts that I already have sort of made or templates as such, and then put the information into those posts. So it's already, you know, the ideas are there the templates are there and I just sort of marry them up and then schedule them. So you're not having to sit there each time thinking, oh gosh, what am I going to post about today? You know, it, it saves a lot of time. And do you set a time every week, every couple of weeks, every month? How do you do it? Um, it depends to be honest on how busy I am. So beginning of April, I sat and did the whole of April and into the first week of May scheduled. Um, I don't always do that much. Sometimes it can just be for a few weeks and then it leaves gaps. So sometimes there'll be like in the moment things you might want to post about if there's sort of like changes or new schemes come out, for example. Um, but I'd say, yeah, I've, just over a month is the longest period I've done it for. But it's nice that then you don't have to think about it and everything just ticks along by itself for a while. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say to us. It, it's taking that mental capacity off your mind on a Monday morning. You're not thinking, oh, I've got social to do. I've got to submit someone's case. I've got to do that chasing. The social's gone. You, you know, it, it kind of, I think it lifts a bit of weight. And it's the same as us when we do our content. It allows you to focus on other things, doesn't it? I like the yeah. way that you said then, you do like the pillar content. So you'll talk about things that aren't going to change, like how the help to buy scheme works, kind of what a remortgage is, what life insurance is. But then I'd be interested to hear what kind of content do you fill the gaps with? So you say if something changes, so is that rates, is that schemes? How does that work? 
Yeah, I don't tend to speak specifically about rates because they change a lot and there's sort of sometimes more rules when you post about interest rates, etc. So yeah, sometimes it can be schemes. Sometimes it can just be like a little update on how the week's been, if I've helped like a client with something specific or helped a number of clients. And I feel people that follow me because they buy into your brand when you have had a good week and you say oh it's you know it's been great I've done xyz people do interact with that quite a lot and people do like to see it I think we on social we think that it's quite a negative place to be but with the right audience people are actually there to lift you up you probably have a few comments going hope you've had a great week fate seems like you've been busy I hope you're looking after yourself is that the kind of comments that you get yeah definitely and like you say with that positivity if people then associate you and your brand with that then by the time they come to contact you they've already got you know a really good feeling about what they're doing and you and and you know have bought into you love it yeah that's exactly what we tell people to do is is put yourself out there you've got to be a bit vulnerable to people and show them that yeah i have had a tough day but people will come to your rescue and try and build you back up When it comes to posting and creating posts, you're like a big fan of Canva, aren't you? Yeah, I do everything on Canva, you know, that's built wise. (laughs) And and the great thing is you talked about templates, but what's the consistent theme across all your posts? Because you use the same colour throughout, don't you? Yeah, I do. So I use my branding colours, which you can literally match the exact code to your colour on Canva, which is really helpful. So I have quite a set pattern and there's different ways you can structure sort of your Instagram feed so it looks differently. Um, But yeah, my branding colours and then photos sort of alternates. um, So it's sort of like visually sort of interesting to look at, but also has a real strong running theme. And people are then very familiar with me, my logo, my colours. And, you know, they have that association with you and your brand. And that's we speak about this a lot. It's owning your colour in the local area. So whenever anybody scrolls past one of your posts and sees your particular colour, suppose they don't even have to read the content do they they're just taking in your brand it's free advertising on social isn't it yeah exactly and the nice thing is i've looked at your website as well and this is going off a bit kilter from social but your website fits that brand as well it's it's little things like on your website when you run your mouse over the top menu the kind of like the fate when you run over so like home about us mortgages it's quite like a soft transition which is all about being quite tranquil and everything just knits together I assume that was on purpose you want to make sure (laughs) that the brand that you foresaw how it would how it would be perceived online yeah exactly so that's obviously what I want it to all sort of be about like you say sort of like tranquil sort of like nice smooth transitions and I post about you know wanting to make things as like easy for my clients as possible and everything so it all ties in quite nicely Great. And that's, you can see it across and I'm sure it's exactly the same. You've heard Faye speak for the last 20 minutes. It's you're very calm. You're very collected. It doesn't seem like anything could phase you. You might be going absolutely nuts in your own head thinking (laughs) and things to do, but it's whatever, how you perceive yourself on social through the website to when somebody sits in front of you, it's all consistent, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Selfies. This is a big one. So you are a big believer of getting your face out there on social media, aren't you? So talk us through where did that start and and how nervous were you the first time you did it? Yeah, so it's something that I've done consistently from the beginning with my social media, because from doing a bit of research from various sources, you know, it was recommended and it 
it all made sense to me really that the more people see you and are familiar with you and they'll feel like that they get to know you a bit more um which is really important again for that buy-in from clients the selfies are a bit of a cheat to be honest with you because I started off doing a lot of videos and they're the scariest part I'd say and they can be a little bit more time consuming because you know it might take a few takes before you get it right or you might tweak things throughout the process but the selfies are a sort of almost quicker, easier way to keep the brand like, you know, quite personal to you so that people know who you are um, without taking up as much time as the videos. But I think, yeah, it's a really important part for me personally um, of, of getting that buy-in from customers and that familiarity there. That's a great idea, actually, because a lot of people are nervous to do videos at the beginning or, as you said, don't have the time and think they're going to mess up the wording. So a quick selfie what do you then put in the content of that post so it will depend on sort of what I'm feeling on the day to be honest with you sometimes it'll be a bit of an update of how things are going and what I've done sometimes it will just be some general information I don't have like a specific you know this is the type of content I'm going to tie in with a selfie um it yeah just depends on how I'm feeling the selfie doesn't necessarily have to come from that day so you know if say for example like you've gone out one day and you think oh like this would be a good day to take one and I just store them um and then you know again that's something already done and you can just pick from that and and upload what you've got great idea like have a library exactly the same as your 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 templates and your content you've scheduled have a bank so if you're not if like one day you think I haven't got enough time to take selfies I've got one there pop it up and then write about what's going on that week I love that I love that idea it's such a a great way of doing it and are there any other tips that you give people on social media of what's helped you over the last couple of years um i'd say mostly just the things we've discussed so keeping it nice and consistent sort of putting your your face out there sometimes running little competitions can be a nice way of gaining new followers and getting people to interact so you know if they like and share and comment on your post there might be like I don't know a homeware voucher up for grabs or or something like that Um, I've done a few of those over the period you can link that in with other local businesses as well so it can be like you know prizes from people that you work with or know of locally a great way I did and I hope everybody listening to this realizes that Faye's not talking about one simple thing that will grow your audience. You're not taught. There's not one post that you've done that's made you explode. It's consistently posting every single week, three, four, five times a week over the last two years. There's got you to this point here where you're generating 80% of your leads online. So I hope people take a lot from that. Yeah. Before we finish on the social media section, I wanted to speak to you about Instagram stories. Do you use them? Do you like them? Do they have a benefit to your business? Yeah, I'd say I do use them and like them. Um, It's been like my consistency with that has varied throughout time because naturally if I've scheduled my posts and then I am quite busy, I don't always have time to share. But even sharing what you've posted to your story to bring people's attention to it, because again, with the way that sort of the algorithms work, just because you've posted it, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to see it. Whereas a lot of people will just sit and click through people's stories and watch them. So it's another way of sort of grabbing attention or posting about things that might not necessarily be part of your your feed content it's just another way to get some more eyes on the content isn't it definitely so much 
if if I was listening to this and I wanted to win on social, I'd rewind the last 15 minutes and get a pen and paper and just make a note of everything that Faye's just spoken about because there's that absolute gold in there. Right, on to the strategy part of the podcast. So we're going to pretend that you've moved, or say to the north of Scotland, you've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. What would you do to start generating new leads? So, yeah, in terms of that, it's obviously, you know, there's nothing else other than social media. If you're starting from scratch, I think that is the absolute way to go. Obviously, having the website there does back it up. And there are always going to be those people that will sort of like legitimize something through a website. But depending on sort of the clientele, the social media is the way to to get those people interested in you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I'd say... Um, Going back to Facebook, that would probably be the biggest one in terms of getting leads in the short term. So, you know, because even if you are, you know, 300 miles away from wherever, because of the way and the nature of how social media works, you know, I've got clients at the moment that are in Cornwall that are in the very northern parts of Scotland. But because of, you know, the reach of social media and sharing things, you can it can spread as far and wide as as you can make it, really. Um, So, again, just yeah getting friends family to share things um and posting on you know different facebook groups because then you're capturing an audience that might not necessarily be linked within your friends or family or that demographic mm-hmm. um and then people will sometimes share from that so again that brings that reach out even further so utilizing those facebook groups so even if they're not local facebook groups just using facebook groups in general to get your name out there yeah, definitely. So, you know, depending on how wide and far you share them, sometimes there'll be sort of, you know, over 20, 25,000 people, because obviously you can see it all from, from Facebook as to, you know, who's seen your posts, what interactions there have been, um, which, you know, how else are you going to get a 20,000 people audience? You know, it would be quite difficult, yeah. I think. It's, I, I always think about it as like a football stadium that I support Birmingham City. That holds nearly 30,000 people. As a mortgage broker, imagine standing on the centre circle and saying to people, I'm a mortgage broker, this is exactly what I do. Imagine how many leads you get from that one day of just standing in the middle. That's exactly what Facebook groups. And the best thing is you can do it to Facebook groups, which is what you do locally, to people that are in that local community that have maybe seen or heard of you already and it's just reaffirming that fact isn't it with them yeah definitely facebook groups it's completely free guys you don't have to pay to be in facebook groups i think that will change in the future to be honest that they've got to monetize it somehow Mm. take advantage do exactly what phase on and share your content into those groups it's one thing i didn't speak to you about and i didn't know if you was going to mention it in there even though you're massive on social media and you push all your business through there, you have done kind of print publications, haven't you? Can you talk? Yeah, I have. The newspaper. Um, yeah, so the newspaper that I was in was following um, and um, being part of a, a NatWest sort of top business in the southeast. Hmm. Um, so it was hundred top hundred businesses within the southeast, and my sort of category I was in was was customer focus. Um, and yeah, made it into the top hundreds. So it was then printed in a newspaper. So yeah, things like any sort of like awards that you can be part of are massive because then it reaffirms to people, you know, who you are, that you're good at what you're doing, it gives that level of professionalism. And then yeah, sometimes it will be featured in newspapers or on certain forums or like 
you know the awards places social media so it gets a higher level of awareness through that as well just another way of advertising yourself because we're so big on social media at the moment everybody is but don't rule out the print publications because although we like to think it not everybody is on social media social media like your website is just kind of another weapon in your arsenal isn't it get your face out there on the front of papers if you can because you're recognized for it Faye, that was incredible. Thank you so much. That gives people so much value. And honestly, follow step by step exactly what Faye's done to grow her business to where it is today. And you'll be absolutely flying. Faye, as a thank you, we'd like to donate £10 to a charity of your choice. So which charity would you like us to make it to? So I'm a volunteer and committee member of a charity in my little corner of Kent called Action on Homelessness in Folkestone. Um, we support homeless, rough sleepers and like, you know, vulnerable people in the community. So I'd absolutely love it to go to them. Fantastic. Also, being part of Primus, I can't not mention Pam Brown Mortgages and the amazing work that they are doing with Climbing Ben Nevis and everyone that's involved with that. Um, so I'm going to match the donation to their GoFundMe or so oh fantastic thank you that's lovely sam sam lapin was on the podcast and he was he was saying that's where the donation wants to go you're not fancy doing it yourself um i'm actually scared of heights or well not specifically heights but heights that i can fall from if i'm in a tall building i'm fine but big hills mountains can't cope (laughs) you can see over the edge you just don't like yeah Uh, they're doing a fantastic thing so when is it is it the 16th of may if i remember rightly yeah yeah i think it is well if they're listening we wish you all the best but we will make the 10 pound donation to action on homelessness um in folkestone and you're gonna make a 10 pounds donation for the ben nevis clan Faye, thank you so much for coming on if you want to connect thank with you for having me anybody your linkedin will be open you can connect with mm-hmm. her on facebook on instagram um go and have a look at her content and the consistency and the Instagram grid as well. Have a look at her colours and the way that she presents her business online. It's fantastic. Faye, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Speak to you soon. See you soon. Bye. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.